It's the job of enablement to make content discoverable. It has to be as easy to find a case study as it is to find a song on Spotify. Welcome back to this episode of Move the Deal podcast. Move the Deal is a podcast by Miller Hyman Group for sales leaders looking for timely insights on how they can win their must-win deals. See the move that moves the deal. And for sales ops, sales enablement, and talent professionals that aspire to provide their sales teams with world-class tools, talent, and technology. You can subscribe to our podcast at movethedeal.com. This is your host, Greg Moore. I'm thrilled to have John Pereira on today's podcast. John is the Chief Marketing Officer for HighSpot, the SaaS platform for sales enablement that sales reps love. John is the first marketing executive I've had on the podcast, so there's lots of good insights that you're going to be able to hear later on. Not only that, John has run a sales organization, so has that unique perspective of both sales and marketing. So we're going to talk about sales and marketing alignment. He's also had a stint in sales ops, and as I mentioned, as the Chief Marketing Officer for HighSpot, he's steeped in what's going on today in the world of sales enablement. Let's listen in to the podcast now. John Pereira, welcome to Move the Deal podcast. How are you today? I'm terrific, Greg. How about you? Doing great. So glad you asked. I think you're the first person to ask me, so I just want to tell you I appreciate that. Thank you very much. No worries. It's really great to have you on the show today because we haven't had too many marketing executives on the show thus far. We've had chief revenue officers, CEOs, sales enablement professionals, etc., but we haven't had a chief marketing officer, so great to have you. And I want to ask you if you would please describe to us your journey of how you became the chief marketing officer for HighSpot. Yeah, for sure. You know, first about HighSpot, we are an AI-based sales enablement platform. And at the end of the day, we're focused on helping sellers close bigger deals faster. And we think the right way to do that is to have a system and a platform that can prepare your sellers in the moment of action with the right content, the right guidance, the right just-in-time training, deliver a system that can help engage what we call the modern buyer, somebody who's done a heck of a lot more research on a deal before they ever get to speak to an account executive. And finally, using really powerful analytics, optimize the performance and really close the loop between sales and marketing. You know, that's a little bit about HighSpot, I think, to your first question, you know, how did I end up here? And how does one become a CMO? Yeah. You know, I, I think there's sort of two ways into becoming a CMO. You either come up through the ranks of brand advertising and demand generation or product marketing. And I think maybe the 70-30 is that 70% of the time, it tends to be sort of brand demand gen. I came up through the ranks as a product marketer. I started back in 1993, which quickly dates myself, uh, when I was one of the first demoers for Bill Gates at Microsoft. And I was running Windows NT product marketing. And in total, I spent 18 years there, uh, which included a stint in sales operations, helping lead our international business operations out of Paris. And then I subsequently went on to Adobe, uh, where I worked directly for the Adobe chief marketing officer for several years doing the initial launch of the Creative Cloud. I then went on to run the Document Cloud business there. Uh, Interestingly, when I ran the Adobe Document Cloud, that was the first time I ran a sales team directly. So I had about 35 sellers and had responsibility for everything from territory planning and quota setting to winning deals and delivering the numbers. So it was a real 
nice taste test for a marketer to get deep into the world of selling. I joined Highspot a year ago and having a total blast. My primary focus is on driving growth and how do you really do hyper growth with excellence? And so just as context, I think I was employee number 120, 125, and we have over 370 employees globally. Uh, and that's in about 11 months. So we are growing pretty fast. So I'll share with our listeners that my motivation, John, to get you on this podcast was I heard you have a modern perspective on what sales and marketing alignment should look like today. And I thought that's something our listeners would love to hear about. So let me start there. What is your definition of sales and marketing alignment? Sure. You know, just anecdotally, what I tend to hear from sales leaders and sales organizations is something like, huh, I have no idea what marketing really does. I mean, they run great events, but other than that, we just don't know. And then as a marketer, you hear a lot of people say things like, hey, we created all of these assets for our sales teams, the case studies, the product training, the ROI analyses, but our sales team just doesn't seem to use them. And so to me, alignment is where you're really having sales and marketing running through walls together. We understand and respect the different success metrics that we have, uh, and they are different. I think you and I will talk a little bit about that. But when and where the metrics are shared, for example, new customer acquisition or overall revenue growth, we're all headed in the same direction. And so if you break that down a little bit more, I think there's sort of four components of that. The first is having a shared strategy to win. And I would sort of emphasize this notion of shared. Like if a head of sales isn't sitting down with his or her counterpart in marketing to really develop a strategy to hit the numbers for the next fiscal year together, where they're both bought into it, it just won't be a strategy that I think is going to land very well. Yep. You know, number yep. two, I think is having very strong communication, collaboration, and trust at the top. Uh, and so having leader-to-leader -leader connection, I think, is critical. John, I just have to call out the fact that uh, it sounds like they've, they've located you and they're on the way there. I heard the sirens. Yeah, it's an urban location, so we're keeping it real here on this podcast. Um, we should be okay for another couple of minutes. Um, I think that the last two points I'd mentioned quickly around what does this all mean in terms of sales and marketing alignment? I think you need a system of measurement. And so that's really about having shared KPIs that both leaders are looking at constantly and understanding how do we get better. Uh, when I was at Adobe and we were talking about business performance, we 100% of the time had sales and marketing at the table together presenting to the CEO on how we're doing and how we're going to hit the number. And I think that sort of shared system of measurement is really key. And then lastly, it's like listening and having empathy for the job that the other function has to do. Okay, great. So I just, I want to repeat those back. Shared strategy for winning, strong communication between the two, system of measurement where there's some shared KPIs and the ability to listen empathetically to the other side to make sure you understand their viewpoint. That's right. Great. Okay. So where does it fall down? Where are the parts in that definition of sales and marketing alignment that you see most often fall down? It's almost the antithesis of those four areas. So I'll often see marketing put together a strategy that hasn't been really informed or approved by sales and vice versa. Sometimes you don't have trust at the top. And so if your chief revenue officer, chief sales officer, and chief marketing officer aren't talking two, three, five, eight times a week, you're not going to have the throughput and the communication that you need. If you're not measuring success together in terms of pipeline and quota and revenue and understanding how you're going to move the needle together. That's a huge problem. 
And then my advice for marketers, you know, it's really tough being on the front line of difficult customer questions about your competitor, about your value prop, about why your company is better. And I do think it is marketing's job to listen carefully to that and then deliver. So if sales asks you for something, it is our job to deliver and help our sellers be successful. And so when you don't have that, you see a breakdown across the board. I understand that you've got a hypothesis for what the new sales and marketing alignment should look like. Can you speak to that a little bit? I'm very eager to hear this. Yeah. You know, it comes back to the four components that I mentioned earlier. Okay. And, you know, that said, I do think one of the things that we're seeing shift in the industry right now is the rise of sales enablement as a function. Sometimes that's a function that reports into a marketing org. Increasingly, it will report into sales. I even, uh, we, we had some customer interactions last week where enablement is reporting directly into the chief revenue officer. And this sort of new view of what marketing and sales alignment could look like very clearly involves an enablement team that is the glue that is bringing these two organizations together and laser focused on Weekend Every Day on answering questions around how am I going to help my sellers hit their quota? How am I going to help them beat the competition? And you need the team around enablement. They need to be empowered at an executive level with an executive champion. And then they often need, you know, sort of a shared system of measurement and platform to work from together. HighSpot is in the sales enablement space, and a lot of our listeners are sales enablement professionals. So can you please speak to what you see the role of sales enablement being to bring sales and marketing together in service of achieving that alignment? A lot of sales enablement teams, I think, spend 70 or 80% of their time onboarding net new sellers. And that's critical. We heard and research indicates that if you lose a seller and they're not enabled and onboarded correctly, that can cost a company about $150,000. So that's the cost of hiring and training, time spent on the field. And then that's just time that you're not, you know, driving against quota. But onboarding is insufficient. What's also needed is the content needed to be successful, the guidance around that content. And I'll give you an example of that in a second. And then the measurement of the success metrics for the sales enablement team. And so just to double click on those last two points a little bit, content is critical. You know, if you're in this field today, you're probably spending between three and 15 hours every week looking for the content that you need to respond to an RFP or prepare yourself for a customer meeting. That's too long. Mm-hmm. And so it's the job of enablement to make that content discoverable. It has to be as easy to find a case study as it is to find a song on Spotify. But having the content isn't really enough because you have to tell people how to use it really effectively in the moment of action. And that comes down to this idea of you know sales guidance. And the clearest articulation of that is a sales play. And we talk about a sales play as being what you need to know, what you need to say, and what you need to show. And it's the job of enablement to really bridge the gap across sales and marketing so that you're delivering sales plays that move the needle, that close deals. And so to do that, not only need that guidance, but you need to make sure you're measuring the success of your sales plays. And that could be in terms of win rate, quota attainment, pipeline acceleration, And getting it all the way down to an individual rep level, like is Fred or Sally or Joey using that sales play exactly? And is it moving the needle? Is it helping them win deals or not? So that, to me, are are some of the real specifics of that sales enablement job. I, I would add to the mix 
that it's also the job of enablement to scale the best practices of the field and understand what's working in different regions and in different industry verticals with different types of sellers, different types of markets, getting that content around what works and scaling it out across the entire company. If you've got a system to do that, you're gonna be achieving revenue growth a heck of a lot faster. One thing that we're seeing change a little bit on this front is the shift from sales enablement to just a broader enablement. And now it's really about, you know, if the idea of that sales play is really compelling where you could have a seller with a sales play that knows what to know and say and show at the right time. What if you expanded that to all customer facing personnel at your company? So account managers yeah. and customer success personnel and services and enablement's playing a really big job in helping enable those teams now as well. Okay, so I have a question. We're talking about sales and marketing alignment. We've discussed sales enablement. Should there be marketing enablement as well? Yes and no. You know, on the one hand, enablement is a fast path to marketing around what's working and not working in the field. And marketing really needs to listen and act on that. Uh, so that's an indirect answer to your question. I would also say that marketing often needs to be enabled on the customer or the product or the competitor. And all too often we think about enabling our field, but you also have to enable your marketers so they can do the best job possible in creating great campaigns and great content as well. I haven't seen that much of it. I can say that here at Highspot, we recently ran an enablement initiative specifically for marketing on the product and the category and the personas that our sellers were seeing. And it's upped our game a lot in terms of just empathy with the front line of our sellers. John, can you speak a little bit to the role that technology plays in sales and marketing alignment? Just, I guess, your views on the role of technology in sales enablement as well. Yeah, I think there are a couple of ways to think about this. You know, what's the role of software and what's the role of technology in bringing together sales and marketing organizations? Um, I would say a few things that stick out for me. One of them is just the rise of really terrific, great collaboration technologies and the mainstreaming of that, you know, at the risk of overhyping other people's products. But Slack is terrific. It brings sales and marketing teams together on channels to talk about deals, campaign performance, competitive situations, uh, announcements about new content. Uh, we've actually built a really terrific integration of Highspot into Slack that a lot of our customers are using. We also like Quip a lot. And using Quip as a, a way, for example, to have all of the account plans for every single account in one place. Heck of a lot better than a Google Doc or you know, a PDF buried on some file repository. So collaboration technologies, I think, play a disruptive role in bringing the two teams together. I also spoke earlier about you know, measuring the impact of what sales and marketing are doing together. I'm a big fan of dashboarding software to sort of track the performance through the funnel and the impact of content and the impact and velocity of a, you know, particular types of deals. And so that could be some kind of power BI or Tableau dashboard where we're looking at it together. And I think that's, you know, one key, you know, here at Highspot, our head of sales and myself and our head of enablement and growth ops, we all look at the same set of dashboards together to understand our business performance. We have a common language, we can drill way down and see what's working or not working. And then, you know, obviously, uh, sales enablement platforms. And that helps organizations track the impact of their content with both sellers and prospects. And then if you can marry that to sort of that, that idea of a 
of a sales play where you actually have a sales play that's living, you know, in a sales enablement platform and you've got the analytics around it so you can understand, hey, people who ran this sales play achieved quota faster or it had this impact on, you know, overall revenue attainment, that is huge. And you wouldn't have any of this without AI, without cloud technologies or really modern mobile experiences getting better and better. So it's a unique moment in time, I think, for technology to play a really big role. And, you know, sometimes I'm surprised that not every company in the world is on this because I think it is low-hanging fruit to move the needle. I completely agree with you. I feel like the modern-day tool set has completely revolutionized the world of selling, and there's no better time to be in sales than today. For my own personal curiosity, can you speak to the role that AI plays in the Highspot platform, please? Yeah, I think one of the most clear examples of that is recommending the right content to use with a prospect based on intelligence that we have with a set of machine learning algorithms in the cloud. So specifically, if you are working a deal in a particular industry vertical and it's at this stage, Highspot will use AI to suggest to the rep the next best move. What's the content needed to move the deal forward based on what other patterns that we've seen? What's the sales play? What's the just-in-time training component? And it's akin to maybe your Amazon.com shopping experience. So if you look for a particular TV set, Amazon will automatically suggest to you, hey, you know what? People are also looking at these speakers and this stereo system at the same time. You might want to look at it as well. And so AI can really suggest to a seller the things that other people are finding really valuable proactively. And it's things you may not have thought about looking for that can really help win a deal. I'd be curious to hear the words that you would use to describe what great sales and marketing alignment looks like through the lens that you've described here. You know, on a day-to-day basis or a month-to-month or quarter-to-quarter, whatever time frame you would choose to describe it, tell me how sales and marketing are interacting together. What does this look like? Great question. A lot of different ways to answer that. You know, you could, for example, talk about account-based marketing as a terrific way where the teams are coming together in a very aligned fashion, targeted set of prospects, and sort of, you know, how the different parts of the company are working together to drive excitement and engagement on behalf of the prospect. And so I'm a big fan of that. But just as I talk, I think a, a great way to think about it is just to put the customer hat on and really put on the lens of the customer experience and the customer journey from the beginning to end. And so I like it. if you do that, you'd sort of say, hey, at some point along the way, my, we've got a prospect that's starting to think that they have, they've got a, a problem that needs to be solved. And 99% of the time, they'll start off in Google and just search on that. And so what comes up in the search results? And that hopefully will lead you to your company's website, at which point that prospect is starting to have an experience. They're on the journey. They're moving from unaware into aware. They're starting to move into consideration. They'll interact with a lot of content on the site. And I think given the state of you know, the modern buying experience, you really want that experience to be personalized. If it's for everybody in the world, we tend to look at it less. If it's for John or if it's for Greg, it gets our attention a little bit. And so how are we personalizing that on the website or in the search engine results or in an email campaign you might get? And then all the way through to at some point, that prospect moves on to an account executive. And how seamless is that handoff? Does it still feel personalized? Am I still learning something new? And all the way through to when they purchase, deploy, and a services 
executive is interacting with them. And so if you sort of said, hey, that might be a terrific customer journey, it's personalized, it's seamless as there, we went through handoffs, what's required? I think a few things. One is, you know, sort of a 360 degree view of all the data needed to personalize that experience for Greg or for John. Uh, that's big data in the cloud. It is everything that is feeding your CRM system all the way through to maybe a customer success platform. And it's having a system that can then track the success of that journey over time. And so what are the failure points in the customer journey? You know, where are people sort of falling out of the funnel, if you will? And then what are the revenue opportunities that we're missing? And so, you know, systems or record is really hard. You know, I'd sort of add on to all this. You've got this different thing around sales and marketing where we have a very different frame of reference on things. You know, marketers think about campaigns, driving thought leadership and air cover, search engine optimization, and driving leads through that web website. And sellers, you know, often are just thinking quota or specific deals I have in the pipeline or that RFP that's due next week. And so having a system then that can drive the alignment with a view to the customer experience, the different perspectives that the team has, there's a large unlock in terms of revenue upside when you achieve that. Does that make sense? That is a beautiful description of sales and marketing alignment. And I'm, I'm really happy you put the customer at the center of that because I think that's the right answer. And I could see very clearly, vividly, as you were describing each of these stages of my experience as the buyer, as the customer, what that might look like. So really, really great answer. What would you anticipate some of the challenges might be in getting to that kind of seamless experience? Well, I think uh, data is often one of the hardest things. And I've never met an operations team like a growth ops team that doesn't have a massive backlog uh, that looks about six to 12 months long to get through. And so prioritizing the things that will really unlock your ability to both personalize experiences and drive that alignment, that's just a lift. Yeah. And so that's hard. And yeah. I think having a shared view of success uh, is really critical across the two organizations. John, I'd like to maybe pivot to the last portion of our conversation today. We call this section, What's Your Move? And we're really looking for some actionable insights from you. It's a treat to have you on the show because, again, the intersection of so many areas of expertise and you're the first um, marketing executive we've had on the podcast. But I would like you to direct your comments to sales leaders because I think there's a unique opportunity for you to share your thought leadership and insight around, let's say the sales leader in their organization knows that they don't have sales and marketing alignment. They want to do something about it. Where do they begin? You know, I think the short answer is start with a shared definition of success. Reach out to your counterpart, share your KPIs and metrics, understand where and how they accrue to the overall business unit or company goals, and get you know very much into the detail around how do the two teams working together exactly move that metric. And so for example, you could say, we've got a revenue target of X million dollars. Break it all the way down into the tens of thousands, into the individual deals, exact number of transactions needed, and understand exactly where both uh, marketing and sales are going to work together to make that happen. Typically, that starts with an enablement organization that's bringing those two teams to the table together. So if you don't have an enablement team, go get one. If you have one, make sure that they're empowered to build that bridge. 
John, fantastic insights. Can't thank you enough for joining Move the Deal podcast. Thanks. Hey, I appreciate it, Greg. Thank you so much. Cheers. Well, there you have it, folks. The secret sauce to sales and marketing alignment. Love it. Thanks, John, once again, and to all of you for listening. We're so happy to have had you throughout this journey of our first season of Move the Deal podcast. Quick note on the next couple of weeks. We're going to take a week off, and then we'll be back in mid-November with our season finale. Taped live at Showpad Transform Sales Enablement Conference 2019 in the Windy City of Chicago, Illinois. Tune in to hear insights from sales enablement experts from Showpad, our very own Tamara Shank from CSO Insights, Ivantes, Doug Knight, and many others. It'll be a terrific finale to a fabulous season of helping sales leaders and sales professionals see the move that moves the deal. Special thanks to our sponsor, Miller Hyman Group, our editor, Dan Jakes, and the amazing wizard behind the scenes that has made season one such a success, Miss Stevie King, head of our content marketing at Miller Hyman Group. Until next time, this is your host, Greg Moore.